Yes, we're back with another rider and another episode. Today we have a gentleman called John and he's going to educate us about the retail business, men's clothing and life in Thailand. So nice to have you here today, John. Thank you, Simon. Really appreciate this. He's so, a great driver. <laughs> how, <laughs> how long were you in the retail industry for? Well, I did that for 20 years. So in fact, when I had left school with, without you know the A-levels I needed to get myself to university, I went into actually men's tailoring at the time and worked within that. Very quickly became one of their youngest managers. And that's the time that Carnaby Street and everything was kicking off. So actually I transferred over into the fashion field and worked with uh, fashion shops, a company called Take Six that you're too young to remember, but was quite famous at the time and uh, uh, had shops all over the, the West End and Kings Road. And I was a manager with them, managed one of the Roxford Street shops. And then that, uh, then one of the directors broke away from that, opened up his own business. I worked with them for a period and then he got into a complete financial mess. And it was at that point I made a decision to actually buy the company which I did with a partner of mine and we ran that successfully for two or three years and then we hit the point where interest rates uh, hit about 15% at the time and uh, as I was saying to you earlier it was crazy because I had you know shops with great clothing in them but it wasn't cheap it was really high fashion and people were coming into the shop and saying, oh, this stuff is amazing. And uh, uh, the trouble is I can't even afford to pay my mortgage at the moment. So it was like pretty crazy. So I learned one of the lessons of business at that time, Simon, and that, that is if you borrow money for a business, you may think you own it, but actually the people you're borrowing the money from really own the business. So one Monday morning, my bank manager told me that he owned my business and he was taking it back from me. So that was a bit of a shock, uh, but I picked myself up, dusted myself down. And if we jumped forward a year or two by that stage, uh, I actually had helped a friend open up a restaurant doing Thai food in pubs, which in 1993, there really were very few pubs all over the place now, but very few pubs doing that. So uh, that ended up being really, really successful. And uh, that's the Thai connection, my partner's Thai. And uh, we turned that into a standalone restaurant in Crouch End, which was very, very successful. It's still there today, but I sold it to staff members about seven years back. And so to the staff members. Yeah, yeah. They must have been happy. They, they, they were. I'm not sure they were so happy when lockdown kicked in and everything like that. But <laughs> <laughs> they said they probably go, you, you! No, you. I knew it was coming, you know. But it was good for them because it meant that they had a ready-made business. Neither of them had run their own business before, so they had already a successful restaurant business. I mean, it's quite funny if you go to the website for it. It's, it's still got myself and my partner on there. They didn't change the branding or anything. They just literally... It was, they, changed ownership. Yeah, I think we sold, I think, on the Friday and by Monday they opened up and they were the owners of it. So let's just say they've done they've done well out of it, thankfully. And as I say, I also opened up a late night bar in Crouch End as well. And that, that was more inter that was interesting. <laughs> sometimes in a good way, but sometimes not in a very good way. So uh, how so? Well, the the challenges you get with, uh, with with late it was a late night bar, so you know you'd get flooded out late on the evening with a lot of kids that, that couldn't really hold their liquor and and stuff. So we had 
security guards and everything, but even still, it wasn't so great. So it was quite funny. So the restaurant was listed once by the Evening Standard as one of the top 100 restaurants in uh, London, and the bar at one time was on an online poll was uh, was branded as being the worst bar in London. So I simultaneously owned one of the top 100 restaurants and, and the worst bar in London. <laughs> What's the name of the restaurant so people can frequent? Uh... Yeah, the restaurant is O's Thai Cafe. It's literally just by the clock tower in, in Crouch End, you know, and it's Peter and, and Sal that now are lovely people and they'll look after you. Food's still very good. Uh, Sal was one of our chefs, so she took over when she took over. She knew exactly what to do there. So, uh, yeah, so it's really good. Bars, bar, the bar is now a block of flats. So it just okay. shows away. As, as it goes. As it goes, for sure. So how did you end up in Thailand? Yeah, well, as I say, my, my partner's Thai, so uh, that, that was a connection. So I started going there, you know, reasonably frequently. And then uh, back in about, I think, 2001, bought a small apartment just on the river in the center of Bangkok, which is, it's, you know, Bangkok's a crazy city. Have you ever been there? No, I want to. Oh. Uh, as ex-military, I should go there. Yeah. Uh, the guy who taught, taught me how to drive a motorbike is ex-military, and he says the Thai... Uh, people call ex-military, British ex-military, lost souls. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I should go there. I don't want to be considered. Oh, that, that's, that's a deep, that's a deep saying. If someone calls you a lost soul, well, because they just do crazy stuff. Yeah, well, that, that's a few of the Brits have got that reputation out there, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, So, you know, Bangkok's a 24-hour, it's a really mad city, very bad pollution. But where, where our apartment is, it's right on the river, and it's surrounded by like temples and local housing so you're in the center of Bangkok but you're in a very quiet much quieter involvement environment in fact it's actually not traffic noise that troubles us it's the noise of boats on the river so it's a much nicer sort of situation there and so I'm fortunate enough now to be able to spend two or three months uh, the year out there to get are, are they like the winter. skiff boats what kind of boats are they well they use it still for sort of serious transportation so they have these barges so there's like four barges in a row and they have have these little boats that pull these four huge barges and they got they're literally just an an, an engine you know the boat that pulls and they're like tug and they make a lot of noise so it's okay it's fine you know when you get used to it you, he's doing the thing but, um, uh, but i take it, it there's a big brit, uh, brit expat brit community there yeah bangkok's really international i mean it's a bit like london and that's the beauty of it because you know i mean you can get great thai food there street food you know which costs you peanuts and and also, you know, stay, you know, can stay or eat in five-star hotels or whatever. But you can also get every, you know, sort of international cuisine you'd like there. And there's so many people from all sorts of different countries there. Mm-hmm. You know, the your condominium that I live in has got about 300 apartments there, and there's so many different uh, really? countries. Yeah, it's well, that's place. one block. One block, yeah. Then it's got a like, skyscraper, yeah. It's, yeah, 30, 31, 32 floors. It's got like two huge pools in it. It's got gymnasium, uh, sauna, pool room. It's got its own boat service to take you up the river because we're sort of technically, it's a bit like being on the South Bank. We're all sort of on the wrong side of the river. And so that helps, you know, helps you get there to where you want to be. And so, yeah, it's got great facilities in there. And it's, yeah, it's got, you know, guards and stuff like that that and, and a you know proper reception area a bit like you would at a hotel mm-hmm. so yeah it's a great environment you know okay. it didn't cost me a lot of money when I bought it it's worth a bit more now as all property is but can I can we ask how much it costs to buy? Uh, probably see I'd 
we really took advantage of two factors. One, property values had gone down in uh, Thailand. There was a property crash. So we were buying at that time. So we were bought the apartment that we had it, in Thai money. It was uh, over 5 million baht and we bought it for 3.2 about three or four years after it had been built. So so instead of going down, you know, the, oh. it, it, so instead of going up, the value of properties had gone down. And whereas now it's about 42 baht to the pound or something like that, it was something like 75 baht to the pound when we bought it. So it probably cost us in a, re, in a re, region of 40, 45 grand now and it's worth obviously like three or four, four times that maybe. But that same sort of apartment in, in London would you know, cost you a fortune. You know, imagine be, be, be having an apartment on on the South Bank, mm-hmm. on the river with a river view. How much would that cost you? And, and the whole gym and everything. Yeah, yeah you've got a lot going on for yourself. Exactly, there. exactly. All the facilities you get there as well. So it's, it's a great environment. You know, really is good. You know? how, how was adapting to the? I know you're wife a, a Thai, but how was it for you adapting to the Thai culture? It was okay. The Thais are very polite, very pleasant people. I, I'm hopeless with languages, so I've never been very good. But my partner and also all my friends uh, speak English a lot. You know, they've mainly been English educated. And then the Thais are actually getting better with English now. At one time, it wasn't a compulsory language in school, but it now is. So it's it's easier out there. Uh, culture, as you say, that, that's different. It, it's if you want to be respectful, it's nice to you know get an idea of what you should do. And what you shouldn't do a little bit but but the ties are so polite that they normally won't correct you even if you do you know do something you know that's that wouldn't be seen as appropriate if you know what i mean they're really nice people i mean thailand's got a bit of a reputation as the british do out in thailand but that's really because of just certain areas you know which were you know you know areas like patia that developed because the american uh, the u.s fleet and their situation there so the sailors off duty <laughs> and they needed somewhere to go and that's how that came up but these are just small areas the rest of thailand is just oh so not like bangkok that. being the capital Right. And like any capital, it's got its interesting area, colourful area. Exactly. But I, because I, when I think of Bangkok, I think of Locked Up Abroad. Right. You know, that, that show? Right, yeah, yeah. I think I saw the odd episode of that. And that's the thing, people do crazy stuff out there and they do get into trouble. They've actually now just recently di- uh, uh, deregulated cannabis out there. But up to up to very recently if you were caught with cannabis i mean that could be it that would be you know you'd be thrown in jail and and unless you could find a way of buying a way out that that was the rest of your life gone and thai jails i'm sure british jails aren't very pleasant but thai jails would be even worse but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah not 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 a recommended thing to do and, and that's the thing so because they are very easy going or whatever that some foreigners just take it to the extreme and go right over the top do stuff they never dream of doing in their own country and sometimes you don't get away with it you know but generally speaking as I say particularly if you go to the islands down south where the, you know a lot of mm-hmm. the kids go there and have their full moon parties and do crazy stuff yeah. that uh, as I say you'd never get away with here <laughs> we're coming to the end of the journey it's been a great interview what would your advice be yeah for someone going to live in Thailand now that is interesting find good friends and make sure they are friends and um, some of the mistakes that that British guys particularly do they find a girl that's that seems to be a good relationship but then if the money runs out they find the relationships no no longer there obviously find that you know, it, it, the other thing to be aware of is you got to f- have 
ideally have an income from the UK that you can spend out there because if you go out there let's say I've got a friend that's a, like a builder and whatever and he realizes if he went out there and if he tried to work out there he would get pay, paid a fraction of what he would do in this country mm. so the ideal thing is make your money in the UK spend it out there in Thailand and you can have a very good time on a fraction of what it would cost you to do in this country you know and when it comes to the retail game, last question. Yeah. What have you learnt about the retail industry that you wish you knew when you had started? Oh, but apart from not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that probably would be the big thing. Retail is challenging. I mean, when I got involved in it, that it was, you could have a small shop if we did and make money from it. Now it's been completely overtaken by the big boys. So that, that is the real challenge, you know, I think, you know, with, with retail nowadays. Same with restaurants, it, it's, it can be quite challenging, I mean, I enjoyed what I did. I had 20 good years working retail and, don't, you know, really don't regret any of that. 20 good years working in restaurants. And as I say, I've got other business interests I run now as well. I've been working with a company for over 20 years as well with that. So it's, yeah. Have, have more than one string to your bow. I think it's a great idea for anyone from that okay. perspective. Well, thanks a lot for that. And we wish you well. Indeed, Simon. Wish you well. Thank you very much. Okay. For looking after me. And thank you for the opportunity to speak to whoever's listening to this. Okay. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.